there's a yeah, we'll do there's a like a a montage of Gaston like lightly interacting with the locals. Uh sometimes just observing, sometimes making small talk. Uh trying out the local local fare in terms of food and and looking and and yeah, just sort of experiencing the culture in a, in a non-obtrusive way. Right? Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh so go ahead and mark uh two resolve XP then. Alrighty. Cool, cool, cool. Alright. Who is next? I can finish up. Cool. Alright, yeah. So you uh, were talking about going back to the garden. Yeah, so I have more information now. Um, like from the dwarves and from the, the goddess herself kind of gave me some input. It's also easier to walk uh, around now, all those new paths that were carved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Possibly more open space. Yeah, and it's um, it's a, not an insignificant number of days later too. It was it was been a little while since you were there last time. Um, not to mention that yes, everything has been completely wrecked. It's great. Uh, so yeah, you go back to the garden, and it is a mess. Uh, there are pilgrims and all of these. There are people there helping clean up. Uh, putting things back they can back to where they go as best they can um there are there's a pretty strong like nightly presence here now uh there's a bunch there are a bunch of them in the garden um definitely examining the scene of the incidents and trying to figure out what happened but also just generally keeping order because there are not fights, but occasional like disagreements between different groups of faithful, or you know, just there are some people here attempting to just uh, thinking that oh, there's just pieces of stuff around I can take with me now. Um, those sorts of things. So there's it's, there's a lot of activity going on. Nobody so pays. I'm kind of I'm sorry. I'm kind of curious. Could. Uh, during the rampage the other day, mm-hmm. were was the statue able to destroy or damage other god statues, or were those more divinely protected? There, it, there was no, as far as you can tell, there's no evidence that it ever came like into contact with another god statue. Okay, it is now back on its like pedestal. The juggernaut statue has taken up its place. It's a little like scratched up and stuff but yeah as far as you can tell like its path did not take it towards onto or into any of the other statues interesting okay um yeah if you if you make your way back over to the elves uh where there's that the main pantheon and then sort of the back area where you're your god and his family unit and the other disgraced gods uh, exist. Um, yeah. Something here has changed. I want you to give me a roll 
um, roll, roll me an action to tell me sort of how you examine it or look at it or think about it. Uh, okay. Um, I guess if I'm just examining the situation or lo- the location, that's a survey. Mm-hmm. So just keen eyes, hopefully noticing something that's out of place. Sure, hit me with it. Okay. Five. Cool. Yep, so you... Here's what you notice, right? Um, this area to the back uh, of this... Because the, the sort of the disgraced gods area at the back of the elves was... You had to go through like an overgrown... A mostly overgrown uh, archway to get there. They're definitely separated. Uh, now there's just a giant hole in the hedge between them and the main elves. Uh, so that walk is a lot easier. Okay. Um, the the mosaic that was on the that was on the ground around the feet of these uh, these disgraced elves is especially around the two parents of the godling, right? Of around uh, Rael and Elandris's statues. Um, is pretty cracked up. And, uh, and messed up, and it and it, to your eyes, it does not like this. Isn't like there are three juggernaut footprints here, right? That just crashed everything. It's, it, it, to your eyes, this looks like if you had like a a mosaic on the ground, right, and a tree had been growing up through it where the roots would be cracking out along that mosaic, right? That's what it looks like to you. It looks like root damage, but there's no tree here. So that this damage is similar to what we saw in the vision? Yes, this is this looks like because there was a there was a a seed planted, right? Mm-hmm. Um and a tree grow and it sort of looks like around, at least somewhere near where that tree would be growing in the vision, the the it, there are there is evidence of a tree here, but you cannot see it. Like there is there is evidence in the environment that there is a tree here, right? Or a tree was here, something along those lines, right? But no evidence of an actual no actual tree. But it's leading you to it. There is a very specific spot that this is happening, and it's sort of between, but a, but away from. It's between, but it f- forms the like shorter vertices of a triangle with the two parents, basically. Like that's probably where, if a statue is going to be res- erected here, that's probably where it goes. Okay. Guess that kind of tells me where I'm planning on setting the statue up then. There you go. Okay. Um, who is next? Uh, I think uh, I will do fix. I think it's going to be a long-term project probably. Okay. Uh, basically like undermine Bazo Baz and kind of turn the uh, kids into, was it, like, our gang? What is the right term? That's not it. Uh, Maybe it is gang. 
Uh, cohort. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm into acquiring a cohort of urchins. Yeah. All right. So let me start up a clock for that. And then uh, I think this time um, I- I'm just basically going to like second guess like whatever his current plan is right to the crew like well what you should really do is this because this and this this are going to happen and then pick totally makes those things happen um okay not above cheating but um so i'm gonna i think it's probably a command roll um i mean i am okay dick's totally doing this like a cult of personality i don't think that has a better way of doing it or doesn't know another way of doing it. So you're just going to, like, order these children around until they do the thing? Not so much as that. Just, like, I mean, he, Dick is better at it than that, right? Um, but, like, you know, make predictions that, like, well, obviously you know this is how it's going to be so that Dick is shown to be right, right? Well, Granny, in this case, is always going to be right. You know, they learn to listen to her. And, um kind of like making Baza Baza out to be a bit of an idiot. Okay. Are you giving them like are you giving them targets to steal from? Uh no, I like at this stage I still think Baz is calling it. Um I'm just kind of undermining his plans, like how they could go wrong, especially where I can manipulate things to make sure they go wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, and then, I don't know, how do we set up a clock? Um, well, I draw one, I think, is how this works. Oh. You can also use character sheets to make ones that, like, look fancy and stuff. Oh, you can. Yeah. Eh. Let's do that, then. I like that. Um, I think so. Yeah, so, uh, getting these, these kids, uh, to, yeah, so I'm imagining you like using the ability, the fact that you can fly, mm-hmm. um, to like just make it so things aren't where they're supposed to be. Yep. Or, uh, I mean, setting something up to like break when they use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like pretending to be the police sometimes. <laughs> I would never scare anybody. I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> yes. No. You're not, you're not a terrifying monster that's sort no. of pretending to be something else. Definitely not at all. Okay, uh, did you... There's a clock. Did you make a clock? Um, I have it in there in clocks. Would you segment-wise? Um, let's, ta- let's say... Um, let's say six. Okay. Ooh, it did make it pretty. Alright, and then I make a command roll. Uh, I think it's probably controlled, but whatever. Sander, uh, bonus dice, no. Uh, four is probably two? Yep, I think that's two, is it? Uh, yes. Ooh, two seconds. Wow, look at that. Do I put that on the wrong sheet? No? Alright. I was, I was about to ask you how many how many sheets you're actively using for thick, but well, no, that one's on the crew sheet just because I had both oh, of okay. them we talking about them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. There cool. So yes, you have uh, 
I'm imagining that, yeah, again, montage, right? Of yeah. you as granny talking to these kids that bring, who trust you enough to like talk this through with you or talking about it in your presence after hearing your stories or whatever. And then you are uh, undermining this guy, but also like actively foiling plans, right? Yeah. Just um, like a shot of you hovering outside a window, holding something that was supposed to be stolen from inside. Um, I don't know, like ringing a bell at one point to draw attention to an area before they get there. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe luring luring some of the customs agents into place with cookies. You know, these sorts of. <laughs> activities right yeah they just always happen and i remember imagine the like while you're doing this bazo baz who we have not like i don't think we've given an actual physical image like i don't have a mental image mm. of this person yep um but there's a shot of them like looking at you with squinted eyes <laughs> and clearly being suspicious and then, like, turning and yelling at a kid and walking away. My right. mental image yeah. of Bazo Baz is someone who's not particularly tall, but, like, is leading the gang of kids and probably has a gun that makes them feel very tall. Yes. <laughs> yes. For some reason, okay. So are they, like, is Bazo Baz, like, a gnome? I think just, like... I mean, that is a very gnome name, but I think, like, I was just yeah. picturing, like, just the median person. Like, the median, like, adult male. Okay. Okay. I mean, you, you say just a short adult around kids, and I think Joe Pesci, but... Oh, yeah, it was either Joe Pesci or, um... Oh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Danny DeVito, right? Especially, especially oh, if he's yeah. like waving a gun. Mm-hmm. And then Baz started blasting. And then Baz started blasting. <laughs> also, Danny DeVito played the penguin, who also in my head makes this work too. Oof. Yeah. Maybe without the like, the some of the stuff going on, but like the like the character itself works for characterization for me so maybe the maybe we'll go there although joe pesci i'm not doing the i'm not doing the pesci voice like i don't have a <laughs> yeah, you don't have, yeah that's but perfectly all right yeah so yeah i like i like this mental image okay cool yeah um and that person is like staring like i imagine granny like standing in the doorway of some sort of business that's open in like a bar or something right mm-hmm uh, framed by the light, and out in the darkness is Bazo Baz, uh, Joe Pesci slash Danny DeVito, uh, sur- with like two or three kids, some of whom are like getting fairly tight with Granny at this point, standing behind him, and he is like staring at the shadow, like the shadowy silhouette of Granny, holding a gun in one hand, <laughs> um, and then suddenly thinks better of it and like snaps some sort of insulting command to the children and pushes through them to walk into the darkness. 
I feel like you just like pan in on Granny smiling as she like drinks a uh, mug of beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that leaves us with Poppet. Yep. Last we knew Poppet was in the arms of a rescued child. So I have so many things that I probably need to do. <laughs> You're in fine shape. You just got roughed over by a rock owl. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got some level 2 harm that I should probably get looked at. Uh, I have 7 stress to my name. Um, and all Poppet can really think about right now is trying to convert this child that has abducted them. Um, so I think... I think there's a way to make that dovetail with um, with faith yeah. uh, related to Echo. I would agree. Um, which is, Poppet is going to try to, like, subconsciously or unconsciously, because Poppet is probably unconscious or as unconscious as a weird doll animated by Divine Spark can be, um, like, leading this kid to Echo's statue. I think is what we see, like in the immediate after after math of um of the juggernaut uh, redire- redecorating that garden. Like, are you there for the the final stages of the juggernaut like statue, like putting itself back? I think the kid like arrives after that, but like okay. is climbing through the furrows and like following in the path that the juggernaut made because like okay. that's a clear path that the Kid just finds themselves following. Okay. Sure. Um, and maybe the kid doesn't know why, but feels like they will be safe, sort of like within Aiko's immediate vicinity. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and the kid, or well, the kid carrying you, I assume, uh, yeah. makes the way back. Uh, very confused, very scared. This whole thing was a huge mess, right? Oh, yeah. Still hasn't found parents or any of these things. Um, and instead, because the owl, like, pushed the kid out of the way, right? Yeah. Yeah, the owl did the get down, Mr. President. Doesn't the kid follow the owl back to the statue? Oh, there we go. Yeah. And the and owl, like, yeah, sorry. I think it's like a week later, Poppet like comes to at the feet of Echo's statue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Still, tor- like, like part of, like, there's a, the cleanup is going on around you. Yeah. The, the people doing the cleanup haven't gotten, like, you're the, yeah, there's a torn doll here, but, like, there's also branches down everywhere and. Stones overturned. We have a lot of work to do. So, well, and a, like we need to figure out what the Juggernaut was doing, but like no one cares enough about Aiko to mm-hmm. spend much thought on the doll at her feet. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, all of that works for me. So I'm gonna roll Indulge Vice. That seems <laughs> fine. And see how fucked up I am. <sighs> oh, uh, zero. Great. Wow. Aiko is unforgiving, man. I did not. I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I fair. 
I I feel like across three dice I've reduced a total of like four uh-huh. stress, which is it's, great. It's been wild, yes. Yep. Um, it's fine. I don't need resources. Uh, you have you have the the protective embrace of Aka. Yeah, and I forget to spend any of it reducing the harm I'm taking. Um, and so, like, I think Poppet um, picks themselves up, kind of like does the kid thing where like they l- rub the sleep out of their eyes, even though Poppet has buttons for eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, puts a hand like on the foot of the statue, and it's just like. Just like takes a beat and just like sort of like acknowledges and says, Sorry. I should have done better. Um, as if to like that's why the stress wasn't healed uh. better. Um, was just like fucking like Aiko's like, do better, kid. Like, come on. Come on. Um I, I think I think that Poppet might interpret it that way, but I think yes. also Aiko might just be very tired. That's like, fair. That might have been a lot of child protecting they just did. That's also fair. But, like, Poppet still feels like they mm-hmm. should apologize. Yeah. Um, and then, like, after that beat, like, it's it's probably, like, a good moment. And then Poppet's like, you're right, to work. And just, like, hobbles off towards town. Um, and then we cut forward again, and Poppet is probably hanging out with Nerex. I was gonna say, yeah, you probably go back to the like to the. Well, cause the... like, yeah, either mom doesn't have the juice to help or isn't in the mood to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure that that uh, Nerex is pretty comfortable like repairing clothing. So. Yeah. What's what's some some talon marks on a doll? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she she is pretty happy to minister to you. I think yes. I'm trying to decide between. I think, given, like, Poppet sort of internalizing this failure or at least disappointment of Mom and whether that's actual or imagined, um, I think Nerex is like, oh, I need to fix you up, and Poppet's like, no, I need to, like, I have to work. Um, This can keep. I I need to... How can I help you instead? Um, So I'm not going to heal, and instead I'm going to try to indulge Vice more. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, she will. Uh, if you are going to be listening to her, she's also going to be. I think what happens is she's trying to sew you back together. Yeah. And maybe she's actually really bad at it, or like well, unsuccessful. Like, I, don't know, I don't know that. Like, Poppet probably can't stop her. Mm-hmm. Um, from at least trying, but Poppet's like, no, I need, I need to help you, and that will help me. I think, yeah, I think you probably get the idea, Papa probably gets the idea that um, Nerex is, like, happy to be doing something with her hands, like mm. something that feels productive with her hands, right? Yep. Um, and so she will be attempting to sew you back together in some way, but maybe it's that she is struggling for some reason, or maybe it's just that, like, this is not going to work without specific mm-hmm. conditions being met. Like, maybe we need special thread or something i don't know to repair a magical doll um yeah but i like she... the idea that poppet's body is mundane as shit but okay yeah no that's fine i'm i'm totally cool with that yeah um 
maybe she's just like she's towing you back in a way that's like gonna keep the stuffing on the inside of you but it's gonna be like torn out yeah. and like reset to be of use later yeah. uh but while she's doing that she's like um uh, pouring out a bunch of emotion because she probably holds a bunch of it inside a lot of the day um and telling you all these things like the little things that have annoyed her and have have harmed her through the day but also like how she and the others here are feeling buoyed by a newfound faith or a newfound like meaning you being here has helped in that way right and she may not have great words to do it with, but that's what she's trying to tell you. Yeah. And Poppet's like, okay, like, excellent. I need to do more. There is more suffering here. How, how can I serve? As like, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. gaudy bright green thread is sort yes. of looping through. Yes. You're being Poppet's re- arm. You're being repaired with like, yeah, bright green thread and like, a patch of torn sequined something, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And she you are doing you're doing you're doing fine. Th- you you saved that child. You told you you saved the kid. You uh, you you are doing great as she's like failing to properly set you up. So go ahead and give me your vice roll. If right. that's what you want to do. Come on over and dolls. Okay. There you go. Down Feel to one this. stress. Down to one stress. Groovy. All it took was an affirmation. Yeah. Active affirmation. You gotta just believe in yourself. That's right. So that's everybody's downtime, yeah? Yeah. Cool. I think in the crew there's like one or two gold total if we wanted to spend, or coin total if we wanted to spend on actions, but. But I don't have a third thing I want to do. Cool. If anybody else does, great. If not, then I have kind of a closing thing I want to do, and then uh, we will... Yeah. Close that. Alright. So, I'm imagining... So, Gaston is out there, like... Like... Getting the local color, right? Like, going out and... and people watching. Yeah, people watching. and But that means being out amongst the people, right? Yeah. I'm imagining that uh is Gaston the kind of person that like goes to the local pub or whatever, like the the bar there. Maybe we establish there's one on the waterfront basically. Um or are you like gonna be looking for higher class places to hang out? Um I don't think that Gaston is like uh uh uh, like a snob or anything. Okay. Um, I, I think just the way we've talked about, you know, the character, he probably operates more on vibe than anything. Okay. But, but for the most part, also like he's usually not going to be able to afford the more fancy places. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I'm yeah. So like, in my head for this next little like visionette, I'm imagining like. It's near sundown. He's found himself sort of on on or near the docks. And there's, like, dock workers and recent immigrants down there, like, 
playing music and dancing and there's sort of a party going on a little bit mm -hmm. on the docks here right um some some fun socialization like i said there's dancing there's some people playing instruments that i don't know if gaston's ever like encountered playing music from somewhere he's not familiar with um is he standing to one side and observing? Is he like trying to learn the dance? Like, what's Gaston doing? Yeah, he's. I think he usually just stays off to the side. But like, if somebody's inviting him to dance or something, he'll definitely join in. Okay. Um. So the last shot of tonight then will be him. Will be sort of like looking through this merrymaking from the water side, basically, right in onto the docks and the streets slightly further back. Um, and there's, you know, these, these folks dancing and, and playing I, in my head, it's the accordion. I don't know if that's actually what it'll be, but like those sorts of instruments. And then, uh, Gaston standing with his back to the great, the larger city, uh, as the light sort of golds and then fades and in the alley behind him, the light suddenly catches on a pair of green bestial eyes that focus on Gaston, blink, and then we cut to black. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be downtime then. Uh, thanks for playing, everybody, again. I'm glad we got... Everybody slightly healed up a little bit, I guess. And we've got got ourselves set up for next time. So, productive session, all around. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right, uh, and uh, for those of you at home, thanks for listening to us. Be our silly people, doing our silly things, and we will catch you on the next one. Good night. Good night. Good. That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. Mm -hmm.